0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Mile a Minute Movie Talk with your host Dylan, aka Diligent Picks over here, and my fellow host Lucas of the Films.
1: Hello, the Grey Films here I am. How are you doing, Lucas? I'm doing good. Um long time no see on here, but not in person, for we have seen each other multiple times every week watching movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. I uh <laughs> I meant to look up before we started this, uh when the last podcast episode actually was and to I think it verify, was September. has uh, it um, really been that long? Three months. I'm gonna yep. tell you right now. Episode ten, Dude. the Barbenheimer. <laughs> oh wow, that
1: was a long time ago. That's August.
0: Uh, yeah, August fifteenth. Yeah. So uh, welcome back. <laughs> We are still here. we are still yes. uh, watching lots of movies, if not more than we
1: watched definitely uh, more.
0: yeah, if not the most we've watched um of, of the year
1: <laughs> yeah since yeah, we we had the big big october I think september we we did ha- we did watch a lot, but it's definitely uh our big thing is going to be going through October and November, you know the horror theme and all that, and kind of encapsulating what we did then. Um, we want instead yeah. of talking to you guys,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wanted to do kind of a fun episode for you guys. If you, if some of my viewers recall past years, I've done kind of a, um, ranking in a way of like all the films I watched in October, uh, I like to do, which is probably, this might actually have been the last year I will be doing it, but I've done a 31 movies for 31 days. In the month of October to celebrate Halloween, my birthday, and yeah, just a fun, let's say challenge. <laughs> yeah, because it really does become a challenge.
1: What'd you um, turn this year? Was it thirty-two too?
0: Exactly. That's one. So now reason
1: you're over why... thirty-one. I think that's a great way to end it.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's that. That was my thoughts. Exactly. It was. It was time. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, we thought we'd go through all the movies we both watched and some of them were there's some overlap here. We watched yes, a few of these together and yeah, so we'll talk about all of them touch on these briefly give you guys some recommendations and some uh, maybe a couple things to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, who shall we Lucas, lead us lead us off? What did you watch uh, first?
1: So, beginning of October, first movie I watched. Uh, Beyond Dreams Door. Uh, very weird, kind of like a nowhere movie, or uh, not a nowhere movie, but uh, a nobody in it that you know of. Nobody, <laughs> no publicity. It's on Tubi, and I was recommended this by an internet mutual of mine. Um, he has a TikTok and other things. His name is Fart Coomer. <laughs> very weird name. He came up on my uh TikTok one day, and I've like talked to him a couple times, and we following each other on Instagram now. He he watches a lot of like low budget trash horror films. And that's kind of his like genre that he goes into and he finds like some gems. And this is one of them, just a really weird film. Um, very like Mahal and drive style, like dream sequences. Like you don't know what's real. You don't know what's fake. And it's this guy who's kind of like struggling with are his like dreams, his reality. And like, what's his real reality. And what's this thing that's coming after him. It was just really weird, but it was like, super expansive for a like no budget, low budget film. And I just had like super a lot of fun with it. It very much encapsulates a lot of the vibe, campy vibes of that era. The monster isn't great looking, but it doesn't really have a reveal till the end. So that kind of really works in its favor. But it does really well for what it is. And the gore is actually pretty uh pretty good for um what it what its budget was so I was like just impressed with it it was a pretty interesting film Uh, but yeah if you like weird uh, forgotten films horror films from the 80s and 90s this is like a definitely one beyond the dreams door Um, it's funny I always got the cover mixed up with uh, this other movie and I can't remember the name off the top of my head so I'm not even going to say that Yeah. Uh, it was like another it was a uh, quantum leap and the guy kind of looks like the dude from quantum leap on the cover and I always thought it was a quantum leap like tv movie but no it's his own thing it's great but yeah
0: it's pretty fun interesting yeah that's one i haven't seen um but yeah. <laughs> you, the way you described it, it does sound like a fun one i would likely enjoy with some friends mm-hmm. um I, another good one uh that i would say maybe a step above in in terms of not quite b-level but a little more mainstream would be Shaun of the dead a good old mm-hmm. watch um, yes everyone's I, seen
1: that hopefully and if you haven't you should
0: yes I uh Shaun of the Dead I don't know if it it might have been my my introduction to Edgar Wright and I've since gone on to love uh, many more of his films I will say I as much as I still enjoy this film and has a special place in my heart I do think I've reached the point where I don't really need to see it that many more times Mm -hmm. I think I think it still is very charming and enjoyable in its own way but I I don't have like a huge desire to rewatch it very much after this last visit, you know, visit with it. Yeah, I feel it's like I'm in the same boat with it. Yeah,
1: I think I've seen it four or five times, maybe, and uh, I feel like I could revisit Hot Fuzz, but I mm-hmm. don't think I can go to Shaun of the Dead for a while. Just cause yeah, it's been you know you just know that movie beat from beat, and now you're like kind of like I don't remember. I know all these jokes, they're not gonna land. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, but it's just a great film for just a horror comedy. One of the best.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's how I feel with his mm-hmm. Cornetto trilogy. I need to revisit Hot Fuzz and and I
1: did, I'm actually
0: one of those people that does like The World's End quite a bit. I like bit. it too. Yeah, I know it's considered <laughs> the lesser of the three, but
1: yeah, it's definitely charming in its own.
0: Yeah. What was uh, your next one?
1: My next one was. In preparation for a movie we saw on October 3rd, if you know what movie that is, this is Saw 1. Oh. So I borrowed Dunna. a 4K Blu-ray from Diligent Picks and I watched it. <laughs> um, and it really does not play like a horror movie. It plays like one of those dark, like inspired by horror like eight like thrillers from like the 80s and 90s it really much leans heavily into that and some of the acting's like super campy at points like cheesy like they kind of are over exaggerating and the way they deliver just kind of feels like very like almost comedic like on its back end but it's like just so fun um there's like barely any gore in it so honestly i'd recommend this movie to anyone it's like if you like horror it's fun there but if you like thrillers it's great there great mystery. Uh, a lot of people, you're gonna be like, "Oh, it's that person!" Especially <laughs> nowadays. Um yeah. You got like Danny Glover. Um, I forget. A couple the two of lost guys. actors. Yeah, a couple lost actors. Ben's actor. Um, what's his name? Who's now in Mission Impossible? Is one of the guys in the chained up version? Oh. <laughs> We're gonna be looking up the. Oh wait, I haven't.
0: pulled but it right Yeah, here. Uh, Carrie Elways. You got Lee. Winnell. Yeah, Carrie
1: Elways. Uh, Lee Whalen. Carrie Elways is who I was talking about. He's in the new Mission Impossible.
0: Yeah, and Lee Lee Winnell, who's yeah. now
1: gone on to become a Yeah, Lee Winnell. Big obviously director. Danny Glover and but yeah, Ken Leom, the other one yes. that was in Lost. But yeah, just a great film. Honestly. It I feel like people that haven't seen it think it's just like crazy violent because of the later issues in the series, but it's not. It's just like a really well done, well written thriller, and that's like perfectly what it is. And I love I really loved that film. It was really great. I give it a good rating.
0: Yeah. Saw so definitely has a special place in my heart. It's still my favorite of the franchise and I'll never forget seeing it at 13 in theaters with my mom and just being like like just blown away by that twist. And if you don't know it that's one that's really the biggest reason to see the film in and of <clears throat> itself is it has one of the best twists in cinema. For for someone who has never seen it. Once you've seen the film the twist, you know, it you know, it, it the film does lose a little bit of impact when you know. Yeah.
1: It's like Tramellion's best, you know?
0: Right. And, uh, but yeah, it does have that reputation of just being super, super gory. But that first one is actually very understated in that realm. It's, it's, they cut away from so much because they Mm don't have the budget for it. So exactly. it's, It's a good, just, I just almost call it just a, just a thriller. It really is like, yeah, not the scariest or goriest of horror, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and we will go back to Saw because of course we all know what came out after that, but the film that I saw right after Shaun the Dead was Tucker and Dale versus Evil horror comedy yes.
1: vibes, more horror I watched comedy. that in June this year, so we both have nice. seen it recently.
0: Nice. I still absolutely love that film. Yes. Um I don't know what it is about it, but it just it just works on such a great level. it it has that cabin in the woods style to me that like everything about the film and what they're trying to achieve just works the characters are the main the two leads are just so fun and endearing and and charming and then you have the college kids and they're over the top acting and and moments and the way and and the the storyline of who, who, who you know like neither one of them understand what each other is doing and they keep Getting killed off in crazy ways. It's just one of the most fun movies you could ever watch. Yeah. Really.
1: Just yeah, just peak horror comedy.
0: Yeah. Is exactly. essentially
1: what it is. One definitely, of the best.
0: Definitely in the top five, I would say horror comedies. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely top ten easy, top five probably. Yeah. Um now but I
0: can guess your next movie.
1: <laughs> it's you guessed it. Friday, That no. Saw X. <laughs> saw X. So, the only two Saw's you need to ever see. I'm joking. But there's some good ones in there. Uh, <laughs> saw X. We both saw this, so we can kind of do this together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, saw X was great. Uh, a fun return to kind of like the styling of the earlier films, but uh, pretty gruesome. Very gruesome. Uh, but not like overtly in how some of the other ones were. You're just like someone's being like, just demolished, and you're like, okay, well, there's like some more reasoning behind it. Um, the first yeah. third of it really does play like a drama, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah. and you're following around Jigsaw's character. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, I thought that the story held up enough for what he needed to do. Um, and that the characters were likable, the characters were believable. There's some okay acting. Some of the actors weren't that great, but it was, like, good enough for what you wanted. And uh just the film as a whole was, like, pretty good. One of the better Saw films.
0: 100%, yeah. I'd say it's my second favorite behind the original. Mm-hmm. Uh Seeing Tobin Bell at, in a prominent uh presence in a Saw film yeah. was really, I think, a long time no overco- overdue. Especially exactly. Since, especially since he was really only in acting in, like, three or four of the movies, you know, like... Like really present, I should say, Um and yeah, it, yeah, just a lot of fun. Like the he way it
1: carries the film,
0: yeah. Like, um, and I, I think it is. It does feel like a good callback to the early saws, and yeah. I am, I am curious if they, if they continue to take it in this direction. I, I, I would certainly want to see more of these like mini, mini, in between saga moments of like what what was happening yeah. during this with him back
1: <laughs> yeah yeah because he's back and then you have some of the other characters that are back and they're like oh it's pretty awesome uh one of the one of my favorite scenes in it was the uh house scene where they go to the house with all the windows yeah that scene was just like great and also comedic at points it was just great there's just some great like shot scenes done scenes it was it was fun if you it, like was gore a, it was and honestly
0: the biggest surprise of the year for me so far mm-hmm. because i did not expect it to be good at all
1: yeah especially after the last two
0: yeah i just was like why do we have a 10 saw movie that's basically yeah. all i could think of and then all of a sudden it's like wait it's good <laughs> yeah so big surprise i ended up watching uh after the i watched creep show from 1982 the one of the probably high more highly remembered regarded horror anthologies comedy um, i'd say i enjoyed it it was definitely interesting trying to like figure out the time of like an 80s horror anthology comedy like it's very weird it's like <laughs> there's a lot of really strange bits because i'm used to anthologies like vhs or you know, like, just mo- much more modern anthology. Yeah, um, yeah, And But then, what's really charming about it is all the people that are in the movie. There's so many famous random cameos and, like, roles. Like, Stephen King, having his yeah. own <laughs> bit in it, just made the movie for me. So, that's a fun one.
1: Yeah. I, I've seen parts of it. I think I've seen part, some pieces, but I don't think I've actually watched the whole thing. So, that's still one I need to get around to. Yeah. So it's me?
0: Yeah, we might be coming across our first movie night.
1: <laughs> uh close but not for me. I that night after Saw X watched Murder Death Koreatown. Another weird movie nobody's <laughs> seen. Um so Murder Death Korea Town background was a movie released uh by Anonymous, directed by Anonymous. No one knows who they are. Some random person. Uh, put this on the internet. I think they might know who it is, but uh, from all the stuff I've looked, uh, you could only watch it or get it uh, originally from their website. Uh, You could buy it from them, and then they had it on Amazon Prime for a little bit, but then it got taken down because they couldn't verify if some of the people in the movie were actually actors or random people on the street that were just put in the movie. So Hmm. it's very weird, very bizarre uh, found footage that kind of runs itself around that uh, obsessive Like, um, kind of like QAnon style like there's something more going on here kind of like that conspiracy thing because it's just a guy who thinks neighbor gets killed and he's like oh this is weird let me film it and then he gets super into it like there's got to be something more to this this person wouldn't do this and he gets like all these parasocial relationships with these people he's never met and that are dead now and then it kind of just goes down this rabbit hole of craziness and it's very believable because like there's people that you genuinely think are random people on the street that end up actually being, like, actors because they have very, like, fantastical things happen to them later or they do fantastical things. And it's very much a film that is very slow-paced for the first half, and you're like, I don't know what's going on, I might turn this off. And then it just hits, you are like, oh, this is actually kind of engrossing, like, a weird, like, thriller mystery. Not as much of a horror, but it does get really creepy and kind of has, like, a lower-budget Lake Mungo vibe at points. I'm not going to say it as good as like Mungo. I really did enjoy this film though. I was super surprised by it going in with no expectations about a movie made by someone that doesn't even want to put their name on it. Um, So it was just really good and really crazy. If you can find it and watch it, I know I had to go sailing the seven seas to watch it. It was great. Um, (laughs) But yeah, if you can and find a way, I would recommend this. It's a crazy like LA based 4chan internet movie. it was really weird, but I liked it. Uh it was it doesn't go into like any like weird things, like even though it's compared to like political stuff. It's just kinda of like that ID that obsessive ideologies of that. But um in that film it's like very interesting how they use kind of like that obsessive compulsion of a character as a narrative for it, which I really liked. And it was very, <laughs> very entertaining.
0: That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I don't think we actually ended up talking about that one or if we did. Yeah, yeah. was very brief.
1: I went home and I turned it on. I was like, I might fall asleep, and then I was like, What is going on? And then I was like, I was like, Great. I'm kind of actually creeped out. I might sleep with the lights on.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of another, probably
1: not nearly as weird uh,
0: movie, but another movie that Lucas did uh, make me watch.
1: <laughs> oh, oh um, I know what this is
0: <laughs> Ravenous. <laughs>
1: Ravenous. Yeah. So Ravenous is a movie. This is this is actually one away from mine. I watched a movie before this but um ravenous, I love. Um there's a great video essay by a guy called Attila sh, Attila Shun, I think, uh on YouTube and he did a video that's like 20 minutes long video essay about it. If you want to watch that, he has a non-spoiler part to like get into that and then he does an hour long rant because he loves this movie. It's essentially a historically set um movie set during the Mexican-American War. Guy Pierce's character survives and gets shunned to an outpost. That's like at the Donner Pass. And it has this crazy good cast. It was directed by this woman who pretty much was the biggest movie she ever directed. Um, for some reason they gave her like $6 million to make this movie in like the nineties, which was kind of unheard of for a not huge uh, female director at the time, barely even many female directors back then. So, but yeah, great cast, Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle. Um, David Arquette, Jeremy Davies, Jeffrey, He Shall Not Be Named Jones, uh, and some other people. <laughs> oh, New McDonough, there you go. But yeah, yeah. Um, now for your review of it. <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I um mm. it was definitely like a movie I was I was kind of struggling with at first to, to figure out like what was going on, but I mm-hmm. I did enjoy what I was seeing and I I, I did I do agree. I really like the cast. I like some of the the weird instances of humor like that kind of show up near the end, yeah. especially. It's very much um, a
1: dark humor film. It's it's a horror yeah. with humor. I know the biggest struggle that you and Aaron, our other fan that watched the movies, has had was the score, who's done by the yeah. Blur Two and Gorillas lead guy. Um <laughs> it is a weird score, but it's a film that I think grows on you the more you watch it, which is always hard to get people to do for a film they're uneasy about after watching it the first time, but I've watched yeah. it, I think, three times now. Uh, me and my friend Seamus love it. It's just a really fun movie. And the more you watch it, the more you kind of get into that, um, what's it called? The dialogue. You you just, like, listen to the dialogue more. There's so many great lines that you kind of, like, forget your first time you're watching. Then you watch it again. And you're like, oh, this is awesome, actually.
0: Yeah. I can see that. I definitely took took that away with this movie in terms of thinking, like, this is probably going to be better when I, if I get around to seeing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> In a way, it kind of reminds me, in that regard, I don't know if this is the best comparison, but I'm going to say it anyway. It kind of (laughs) reminds me of a film sort of like Deliverance, where, like, Deliverance itself is just an experience of the film. But once you know, (laughs) like, once you know what happens, once you see it coming, there's so much you can catch on rewatch that you actually want, like, to experience again versus, like, some stuff you don't. (laughs) But, I don't know. It's like, it's just, I'm just trying to think of a movie where, like, it's so polarizing the first time you see it, but then you're like, over time, you're like, wow, this is actually really good. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the first, that's really the um, only other film that came to mind in that regard.
1: Yeah. Um, we have another movie that we watched that night, but I got to go back one day. Yes. To very cool <laughs> to talk back. about one of the worst Friday of the 13th movies. Friday, the 13th, a new beginning. It's not good. There's some funny Ooh. moments. Enchiladas, if you've seen it, it's great. Um, <laughs> there's like a good kill at the beginning uh it's just not a good movie uh like half of the friday the 13th but unlike half of the friday the 13th that are bad it isn't that redeemable as a fun movie either it's just not that good um Mm. only watch it if you really want to watch all the friday the 13th in order which is what i was doing and so yeah (laughs) that uh that's pretty much my review of it there's like some cool kills uh there's very like trying to be overly dramatic, comedic, uh, characters that play like a trope that are just bad. They're just annoying and then they die. Yeah, that's a lot of the a lot of the movie. Uh but yeah, this one they're in like a mental uh halfway house for uh children who are like disruptive or have mental problems. And um yeah, that's that's kind of the setting and then Jason shows up mm. and you're like, Okay. But yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> pretty much uh, <laughs> pretty good. much everyone's review of that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's definitely one of the ones i've heard the very least amount about so yeah
1: <laughs> but, uh, it's just not good yeah <laughs> friend 13 part 5 but you kind of it doesn't you don't have to watch it for the like mid-level trilogy that they have which was four five six but yeah mm. not good. your turn <laughs> i think i know what it is
0: our turn yes uh Phantasm two. back to a, another horror franchise, but with significantly better films as a whole, maybe? Um, yes. <laughs> perhaps have seen About we as many good
1: films and about half. Yeah, we haven't seen four, 3, 4,
0: and 5, so... <laughs> but yes, we watched Phantasm two for the first time, and I think we both agreed mm. it was just as good, if not maybe even somewhat better in some ways than the first. Um, yeah, think... the
1: first we watched in September...
0: Yeah. And we, um, we really enjoyed it. It's a movie we quote all the time now, (laughs) boy. So it's just one of those, (laughs) it's one of those movies that you always, you can't help but think about because there's so much like just crazy stuff you see on screen that stands out that you, you just, things you'll never forget in a movie. And, um, it's yeah. just, it's just, they're just so much fun. Like that's really what what it comes yeah. down to is they are very fun horror films.
1: Very fun, and they really did actually play heavily into their comedic bits in the second one. They're like, oh, I want this to happen, and it kind of just does happen. You're like, oh, this is great, and it was just, it was well done. Still had the horror mystique, but it was uh, super funny.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So what was the next phantasm too. I watched um the third Saturday in October part five and I watched the third Saturday in the October part one, but I watched that way later because essentially what this is, it was two movies and the director released them. Like one was the far long sequel along like Friday, the 13th, a new beginning. And then one of them was supposed to be like a Friday, the 13th. And that's essentially how he had them made. And he said, watch part five and then part watch part one. Cause it'd be funny. And so that's what I did. Uh, Part five is a bad horror movie with some fun stuff, but because it's kind of like paying homage and doing a parody of some things, you're like, oh, yeah, this is fun uh, at points. And that's pretty much what it was. It was like just a fun, cute horror movie uh, trying to emulate like late sequels of uh, Legacies uh, set in like it had probably been released in like the late 80s, early 90s. And it was fun. Uh, it definitely emulates that style well and, uh, does it, this one definitely felt like I had less budget than the first one, which kind of fits the part. Uh, but yeah, I, I had fun with it. Uh, only really watch it. If you watch the other one, it wouldn't do well as a standalone film, but yeah. Mm.
0: (laughs) Well, the next film on my list sort of begins my streak uh, of, uh, movies that I just took a chance on. Maybe I've been wanting Mm -hmm. to see, but I had not seen, and I, I watched a few of these on my own or with friends. Um, outside of our group. But I watched uh, Peeping Tom, which is a film I watched with my girlfriend.
1: And Ooh, we, la la.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I would recommend it as a <laughs> uh, date night film. <laughs> but it is about a uh, serial killer who goes around uh, photographing people as he, and kills them as he's uh, doing it, uh, recording him. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, um, it's a very well-made film. It's really cool. There's been it, there's so many influences that other films, um, a more recent film in mind, Last Night in Soho, ha- took took a lot of influences from it, particularly. In um, its almost like Jalo or like uh, there's certain elements to it that are just really cool. Uh, the story feels kind of almost like a Hitchcock film com- combined with like. Um just like a really seedy noir horror in a way. Mm-hmm. Um there's some really interesting elements and I, I it's one of those films that I really want to see again and introduce to friends. So that's those are the ones I usually get the most excited about. Um and there is gonna be a new restoration of it coming out uh I think either later this year or the beginning of next year that I'm very excited about.
1: Okay, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. I remember you said that you definitely were recommended it for me after we were watching another movie as well. So yes. I'm definitely definitely going to eventually watch it when that remaster comes out. Yeah.
0: Wait. Um.
1: So the next I watched a movie that will probably be in our thumbnail. Uh, when evil lurks, uh, <laughs> the surprise hit of horror from October. Um, even mm. more surprising than Saw because. It's a Argentinian film that got a semi a limited release but it was in some theaters uh by Demián Rugna uh, he did Terrified uh which has a really creepy cover I remember seeing that all the time at my video store When Evil Lurks um I think it's good um it has some really big problems with it in my opinion uh narrative wise that it would be uncomfortable for people uh you can look up those uh <laughs> Uh, in violence and then as well as just storytelling there's a plot point that did not need to be in there and it was very bad and kind of like like cringing and like oh i don't like this what it's insinuating kind Mm. of thing uh but i just liked the gore it was pretty well and then the way that he frames horror in his films as it's just like part of the universe like this is just a matter of fact this is how it is is great the ending kind of lets you down and stuff but it if you like violent no holds bar horror films, this is very much up that alley. I like it more than like Martyrs and like similar things that people would compare to that. Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed it, uh, had fun with it. Um, I don't know if I'd rewatch it anytime soon uh, just because of the things I said before, but I definitely would say uh, watch it. If you go in knowing those things that they, Use and you're okay with it because I kind of knew before and I watched it. I was like, okay, yeah, I see it and I didn't like it, but it's fine. But
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was one that I almost saw with you and I went mm-hmm. out. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs>
0: I just remember yes. I
1: was with the legendary uh area movie legend Darren. Yeah, shout out to Darren. Shout out Spe- to Darren.
0: Speaking of legendary friends, I saw my next film, which is not a horror film. In any way, shape, or form. I mean, maybe to like stockbrokers, but um, I watched uh, *Dumb Money* with Brennan. Brennan, Brennan. <laughs> we had a good Man time. Brennan loves with that his one.
1: house.
0: <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched that film uh, together at uh, in the theater, which was a really good time. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I knew about what was going on at the time, but I didn't. I didn't partake. And any of it and so it was interesting to learn some of the history and and um uh, the events and i just really like paul dana like he was so good in the film and it's just it made the film just better for me just seeing him on screen doing his thing what can i say mm-hmm. but, yeah yeah uh
1: that was one i also was gonna come to and then i was like you know what i'm busy
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Payback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the day after when Evil Lurks, ha- I saw No One Will Save You, which was kind of popular in discussions of horror movies on the internet at the time, but has been everybody's like, oh, it's okay. Because that's kind of what it was. It was like, it's going for that kind of like to talk about a movie that's topical, Silent Night, where nobody talks kind of going for that and it was a horror movie um it had a great good cast uh the lead is uh caitlin dever from like book smart um
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: she was fun but the monster's were really cool the cgi is pretty good uh but the story's just kind of not that compelling and you're kind of like kind of sitting around waiting for a reveal that you know what it kind of is and then you're just kind of like what are they going to do with this and then they kind of do something with it and you're like okay that's kind of interesting but nothing <laughs> narratively that is uh Unlike something I've seen before. And so right. it was It was fine. It was good for like a exactly 90 minutes, I think, or around there movie. Uh, if you just want to put on a horror movie in the background and maybe look at it while doing something else or just sit there and relax and talk with someone, it's a good movie for that.
0: One of those films where like it goes a certain way and makes you say, well, that was a choice. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're just like, oh, that... Yeah, I kind of expected that. Okay, that's kind of weird. Anyway, <laughs> that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, and that's what that
0: was. Well, I had my first, I would say, semi disappointing film of the of the month, which was a film that I really knew nothing about, but just it, it looked like it might have been something that I would really like called Seconds. It's a mm-hmm. 1966 film. Um, there are certain aspects of the film that are really well done the cinematography you would like you would drool over the cinematography it's like really cool stuff for that time okay. especially um but something about the film itself felt a little too long a little too uh, like the pacing was off and I, I think beyond the opening like concept of what it was going for it just kind of didn't really go anywhere for me and there's a lot of like um weird like patriarchy like overt themes things that just didn't mesh well for me <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i don't know like I-, I would almost still recommend it for you i don't think okay. i can see i don't think because <laughs> i'm curious what you think of it
1: yeah i didn't yeah. see it again though oh last time you said i would be curious about what i think i hated the movie well, what's that you know what movie you and Aaron Uh-oh. forced me to watch for a movie night. That will be in the November edition of this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I'd be interested. Uh, definitely sounded, I like the cover. I've seen the cover multiple times. So I've always been like, yeah. tuned by that, but yeah. Um, now I'm getting into a movie night that we watched.
0: Oh, Christine. Oh, I you're see, now, now 83. I'm the now, now, now you're skipping ahead for me. I've got two more yeah. before that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so since then I didn't watch any movies, uh, like for like three days. Cause I think I, Oh, I went on a trip. That's why. So, um, yeah, but yeah, Christine, uh, really good. I've seen it before. Uh, but I didn't really remember it that much. Cause it was like 2017 and I was like mm. in a hotel. Um, so it was nice to watch it like an actual setting. Um, and I really liked it. Uh, it's fun. I wish it was more gory, but you get mm. the sense of scale. And the special effects is just insane. It's so yeah. good. The characters are, like, almost, uh, they're, like, overacting, like, the bad guy. But he's, like, supposed to do that because he's kind of, like, being, like, possessed, essentially. And it's great. The way he does it is great. Yeah. And it fits the film so well. Um, It's another one of, like, the... Weirdly we've watched 3 movies with Harry Dean Stanton and that's one of them. Uh, <laughs> recently and uh, yeah, he was great in it. Um the main guy, main people were great in it. And just like, a really good cast, really fun film. Um if you like old cars, creepiness, not really as scary nowadays. It's just like a great classic horror film.
0: Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. I I 100% agree. It's a movie that I'd want to see for a long time. And <laughs> I I really didn't know like how like Exactly, I was it was going to go, but all I could picture in my head was like stuff from like Rebel Without a Cause and like Carrie, just car yeah. scenes from those movies. And mm-hmm. it kind of had some of that, but it was much more grounded
1: in a way that I liked. And yeah, I, I, I the gas agree. station gas station attack is one of the best like car violence scenes.
0: And I just even, that thing in, was
1: gigantic. And the
0: special effects when the car is like fixing itself, mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, and the soundtrack—it's just a really good yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good vibes all around for people. Yeah, it's
1: just—it's a film that has a certain type of aura and aesthetic to it mm-hmm. that just like draws you in, and you're just like, "This is just sucking me in," and I'm just going to sit here and enjoy it. And that's what it was.
0: Yeah. Speaking of one of those, um, my next one—one one of one of the top ones that I watched this month in in and an actual rewatch for me. Hadn't seen it since I saw it in theaters, but I watched a. Uh, an American Werewolf in London. Uh, I saw it initially in 2016. This is my first rewatch. I got the 4K, and oh man, that's another like top five, top ten horror f- comedy. Um, mm-hmm. The that's another one with insane special effects, insane yeah. makeup. Um, one of the probably the best transformation scene of any werewolf. Or any kind of shape, you know, transformation that scene. Maybe
1: number two to Nirvana the band the shows parody of it. <laughs> which we yes. watched I think yes. two days after that. <laughs> yeah.
0: True, true. But uh yeah, it's such a it's such a brisk, like just really fun watch. It I, this time I watched it by myself and I was like, Man, I should have waited to watch this with some friends. <laughs> yeah. So but it it's um yeah, I don't really want to say too much about it, especially for those who haven't seen it, because I know it's an 80, early eighties yeah. movie. Some people It's still a great film that
1: it. deserves a blind watch. Yeah, just trust people. Yeah. Um, so mine, my next on that same night that I'm just going to touch on this. Sooner later, the document, yeah, go we for watched it. Phantasm One Phantasm. again because we hit Phantasm One, the first one, because they wanted to the show uh their friend uh Clay it, and so we watched that great film uh we kind of pretty much already talked on how much we love phantasm um, we,
0: we kind of we kind of um forced clay to watch it because we were yeah, in such a, we were in such a mood to watch it and <laughs> i'm not sure if that worked out for him but it worked out for us
1: <laughs> yeah i ju- i voted for the void um so That's true. i wasn't That's true. part of it the- <laughs> but yeah so the next actual film i watched um that we haven't really talked about was dr sleep i hadn't seen it i really liked it um uh flanagan i love mike flanagan and this is another example that he does it well he understands how to direct a stephen king film in the way that stephen king writes his not necessarily similar to like like uh how kubrick was able to take stephen king's work and do it his own thing with it mike flanagan's able to take stephen king's work and translate it I agree. Um, and i really like that uh his stuff mike flanagan does it great uh this film's great uh very violent uh at points uh no holds bar as well you don't know who's gonna live you don't know who's gonna die it's very just like goes at you set pieces if you've seen i mean i know some people that likes the shining they're like didn't like this movie i feel like if you're like one of those horror purists you might not like this but i think it's great it's not really crapping on the original it's an actual sequel to it because it was written as a sequel to it that's down the road, which this is down the road. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a fun set piece. Uh, mm-hmm. All these cool stories, all this kind of like interesting story lines that he was going with, uh, with the original story is pretty interesting. I liked it.
0: Yeah. Even though it has the DNA of the shiny, it, it feels like its own movie for me. Exactly. Like, I got even, and it feels like a self-contained film. It doesn't feel like a direct continuation um, despite being a, a sequel set a certain amount of time later, it doesn't feel like you're watching this like you know exact copy of The Shining. It feels very mm-hmm. much like its own movie, and I like yeah. that a lot. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. the music's there, the characters are there, and uh, a lot of the themes. But yeah. there's so much, there's so much that is like beyond the realm of The Shining itself. Like yeah. outside of that. But that...
1: yeah, it doesn't feel like a normal like legacy sequel to, or like, because it isn't. Yeah, uh, it sticks it has the same source material per se that it's written by the same person, but it just does it in a way that's great and definitely honors the original film. Still, which yeah. I really liked.
0: And quick shout-out to Mike Flanagan. Somebody release Hush on Blu-ray, goddammit.
1: Uh, Mike Flanagan, we love you. Come on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. He's our only viewer, actually. Did you not know that?
0: <laughs> Who knows?
1: Okay, your but, turn, sir.
0: Well, this next film was probably mm, the one film I may like regret having picked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it in some respects, um, but it was werewolf by night. Um, so, I, oh. as you can see, I was going—I was like going at peak werewolf cinema to not so peak. Uh, but this was like very much its own thing. I really liked the fact that Michael Chikineo directed it. And I think direction wise, it was cool, but everything else I couldn't really get into. I I think it it just wasn't, it didn't have anything to grab onto for me. I didn't really understand what was happening so much. And I just, it just quickly became a movie that I was like, okay, I guess I better just finish it now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's fine for what it is. I, 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 I would say I liked it, but I don't know if I'd ever rewatch it.
0: I'm kind of curious to see it in color just because, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And maybe because it, it, it felt very weird to make that a black and white film when it didn't really like, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. It, like, they were trying to make it like, feel like. Artsy, that yeah.
1: They're very much trying to go for a thing and it didn't really nail it, but it was fine enough.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm probably being an overly, overly as <laughs> hater of it. Yeah. But, uh,
1: I thought it was, I thought it was just fine. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. Yeah, not a huge, huge fan of uh, the current Marvel state as we know. <laughs> yes. Um going on. I watched something crazy. Ooh. I watched The Boxer's Omen. This is a Shaw oh. Brother film. Uh, it is on YouTube where I watched it, and it has weird cropping when there's nudity, but it's still a good, <laughs> uh, still a good upload because they like ripped it from the Blu-ray. Just fuck. It's just bat crappy, man. It just goes crazy. You're like, okay, this is a movie about a boxer. And then his brother gets, like, sucker punched and paralyzed. And then you're like, where's this going? Then he goes to, like, South Asia. And then he finds out he's, like, the twin, like, spirit brother of an encompassed Buddhist who he must take the place of. But he's also was encompassed. In this thing essentially put to sleep forever because there's this witch doctor after him. And now the new guy has to fight the witch doctor, which is the boxer guy. And it's just crazy. It has the most insane practical effects. It's all like gross practical effects, but like not like gross. To point where you're like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's just like, why is there so much pus? This is like a guy like summoning this bat and then like exploding it and then taking the chunks and putting it in a thing that creates a giant monster that then goes to try to fight but it has all this weird martial arts too. It's all over. It's just doing all this crazy things. And it still has this grounded boxer story going with it. And it's like, I don't want to give away too much. It's just crazy. If you want a crazy ass movie, this is, this is a great film for that. Um, it's just insane. I don't really know how to explain it. It's <laughs> it's just one of those like really good special effects. Just one of those out there stories and you just have so much fun with it because you just don't know what's gonna happen next. Also, shout out the movie had a really weird phantasm sample where it's the boy scene. And so we had watched it like two nights before, and I'm like, yo, this movie I'm watching literally had this. I'm not like going crazy at one a.m. at night. And I like sent the clip to them on on uh in our group chat, and they're like, What the fuck? It was great. It, yeah, this movie was insane. I would definitely recommend it. It's free on YouTube, go watch it. Uh it's 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 insane,
0: yeah. Yeah, you I mean your description of it definitely sold me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I definitely want to rewatch it again and it's we're getting close to like a time where I'll pick it one night. Nice. Well
0: I watched a film that I do wanna I definitely wanna show you guys and I was like when I saw it, I was like really like, oh man, we I'm gonna pick this our next movie and then I kind of was like, well, I'll take a little break, but yeah. Um I saw the devil.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
0: One of the best Korean revenge films. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's hard to say because I haven't seen Old Boy in such a long time. Yeah, but, I was gonna say, but true, true. it's <laughs> but right now, until I rewatch Old Boy, it is mm-hmm. probably my favorite. Yeah, um, it's just it, it, from top to bottom, it's such a well done, well executed film, and it, it's so like. Hard to look away, despite a lot of disturbing scenes, and like not only in the, there's a lot of like disturbing violence, but there's just some disturbing content. And yeah, but but the film itself is so so well done, and it it it's true. The way I described it in my review is that it's it's just mesmerizing. Um, and so I hadn't seen it since it came out in 2010, so 13 years, and so I'm just really excited to introduce it to some friends and i don't i think you may have seen it but you don't remember it well and then i don't think aaron had ever seen it
1: i think i saw it right around the same time i first saw um old boy so i saw old boy i think in eighth grade freshman year and i kind of attached to that one more because i saw it first but i saw the double i really like as well um but it's just been so long like 2016 no
0: 2013
1: yeah uh, i think was when i saw it so it's been a while um but yeah uh Definitely, we will probably end up watching that soon.
0: Next couple months.
1: Um, For me, well, what could be next? But hyping up our me needing to see movies by a certain director, because we're going to both watch one by a certain (laughs) director in a couple more. I watched Possessor by Baby Cronenberg. So Brandon (laughs) Cronenberg, Possessor, has one of my favorite, like, he was kind of just in a bunch of movies I watched around the same time because there's a couple directors uh that use him used him a lot uh I forget their names but I know the films were uh, James White and uh, ooh now I'm blanking on it anyway uh Christopher <laughs> Abbott I love Christopher yes. Abbott uh what were they it's gonna make me mad uh Marce- Martha Marcy Macy Marlene oh, James man. White Piercing they're all like all those directors are kind of like friends that have worked together and so they all kind of like used him and I really liked Christopher Abbott because of that. I watched all those films. I go around at the same time. And so I bought Persister on 4K never watched it. Then I finally did. Uh, Another movie, No Holds Bar*, and What It Decides to Kill, was, was, I think my theme for October, sadly. Uh, And I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked it more than antiviral, even though I love my boy, Caleb Landry Jones. He's one of my favorite actors. Caleb Landry Jones fan page uh, Mm -hmm. is now our podcast. Uh, (laughs) No, but, uh, yeah, I I really like this one. I think it had it had a more a more thought out script than like Antiviral, which is the only Brandon Kronenberg I had seen before that. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was pretty pretty great, like a uh, body horror techno thriller, but not as not as body horry as his dad, which is what kind of how I like his stuff. He kind of gets out of that zone where his dad kind of stays in that zone, and I think that helps him. That's why I've kind of enjoyed Brandon Cronenberg a little bit more as an overall director, but not saying that I've enjoyed his films more than, like, say, a true Cronenberg film. Um, But, yeah, I liked Possessor a lot. I thought it was a great story and uh, pretty visceral to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I I don't remember it well enough now, but I do feel like after another film that we watched that we will discuss pretty soon, I am curious to maybe give it another chance. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I watched uh, a, another classic of the genre, Poltergeist, 1982. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I rewatched it for the first time since I was probably a kid. I don't remember. I forgot so much about this movie. and There's some is,
1: scenes that I forget how visceral they are.
0: Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It is such a well-done, enjoyable watch. Um, I could not believe how much I liked it. I was... I don't know. It just, you know, it's one of Toby Hooper's, you know, few films besides like Texas Chainsaw. Oh, well, okay. Some people would say this is actually Steven Spielberg's movie, but that's a whole other topic. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it it is just uh, a really, really, really fun movie. Um, There's so much to like about it. The special effects are still amazing, um, despite being dated. There's so much to this movie. Um, especially the fact that there's been a lot that's happened since it came out, unfortunate things. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's, um, yeah, a movie that I highly recommend someone that like, especially if you saw it when you were younger and you don't remember a lot, but you you know, it's so much worth seeing as an adult. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I am going to touch on two movies because I forgot that, uh, we weren't, only doing horror movies when you brought up that money and i forgot about that i watched the creator earlier that month mm. i liked it um very quick review i like it good cinematography some of the best visual effects um just very derivative of sci-fi and like cyberpunk in general but it's so fun like <laughs> just if you like that stuff just put it on and watch it you'll be like oh wow this is fun i've seen this exact story is very similar before and some of these characters like motives aren't that great but i it's just so beautiful and the sense of scale is great there's this weapon in it that's just insane and you're just like oh this is like godzilla as like a u.s it's like a nuke essentially they just like drive around like oh hey we don't like you and they just blow shit up it's like great it's it's settings cool um and i just had fun with it and i saw it in imax so that was very fun. Um. And then the movie that I actually watched on this after Possessor was To Live and Die in L.A. Saw it in theaters on the 4K new remaster, which we'll probably be rewatching soon and be able to talk about in a later episode. But my quick touch on it, one of the best chase scenes I've ever seen in a movie, some great violence for a action film. Like the brutality of like people being shot was like really well done. And it's just it's just one of the best like psycho thrillers from that era like uh, action thrillers i mean i went into it thinking it would be a little bit more horror and horror oriented because it said it was like a serial killer but it's not really willem defoe is great in it the cast is great um everybody is just so good in the film and it's it's really feels like i just really i really liked that film it was pretty fun it was just so much fun it's a ride from the beginning to the end
0: nice yeah I'm, i'm really looking forward to seeing that yeah um I watched a, a, a like a true classic after Poltergeist nineteen thirty one. Can you guess it? Universal Monsters
1: was that Frankenstein that you watched? Yep,
0: yep I rewatched Frankenstein. Such a classic movie! Like it's just <clears throat> one of those movies that you have to watch every once in a while. You know, you don't have yeah. to watch it every year, but it's just it, 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 it like Bela Bela Lugosi's, t- you know portrayal of the monster is just mm-hmm. so iconic and he's so good and the yeah. film is so short like it's like it's like barely like an hour and 20 if if that an hour and 10 yeah. minutes it's and, during um, that
1: double feature era so mm-hmm. you get like oh.
0: yeah exactly and you know it's such a good time um just you know all of the i, I i'm looking forward to that was the only one i watched of all the universal monsters that I got the new 4K collections. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to going through them all. But uh, that one was just the one I absolutely had to check out again. Mm.
1: Then we have a movie night that was just you and me. Uh, ah. Speaking of Brandon Cronenberg, we have Infinity Pools, a movie we both loved. We had the director uncut version on Steelbook. I bought it uh, many months <laughs> ago. And I was like... I'm going to wait to watch this. And I'm glad I did to watch it with someone. Because this would have been a weird movie to watch by myself. But you're there with someone that enjoys these characters, enjoys these people in these situations. And it's just crazy how it's set up. And it's like, I'm not going to give any spoilers about mm. this movie because it's one that you need to go in mind. If you're okay with super grotesque sexuality and grotesque violence, just weird weird sex and grotesque violence, it's fun. It's just insane. The story is great. Mia Goth carries it as she has been in almost every movie she's been in recently. Alexander Skarsgård is just one of the greatest representations of this kind of inferiority like, I have no will kind of man. He was just so good in this movie. Um, and just overall, I just like fell in love with this film um, from an aesthetic point as well as just like a narrative point. It was just a ride to watch it's so weird, but then it's like, so not, and it's just insane. And yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah. Infinity Pool was definitely a big surprise. I, I, I wasn't expecting to like as much as we did only because I think <clears> I had the expectation of Brandon Cronenberg in my mind of, even though it was really weird, there were certain elements of the film that I, I really did enjoy. And I pretty much, I second <laughs> everything you said. The, 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 some of the aspects that really stood out to me was the camera work and yeah. Certain, almost every scene the camera is doing something so different than I'm used to seeing in like most modern films so I mm-hmm. kept getting so distracted by it but in a good way even though it kind of took me out of it at times like keeping it hard to follow Yeah. but I was like okay I just really like where this is going and it, it's just such a wild movie and I'm looking forward to introducing it to other people. Yeah.
1: I really like um the Dark I just pulled up his name Karim uh, Hussein he Mm -hmm. has done all of Brandon Cronenberg's movies and then he's done some like kind of weird horror movies over the years yeah he's Brandon Cronenberg's go-to cinematographer and they definitely have a good relationship as you can see in how this film was shot
0: nice yeah definitely a good one and try to go in as blind as you can I would say Mm -hmm.
1: what's your next one unless it's the one that we watched that
0: night no, I had oh so you skipped ahead four of mine.
1: <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, I was I only watched twenty six movies this month.
0: So I had before before that movie night, I had a, a, a double movie night with Aaron. It was oh, before yeah. that before that movie night, I had two solo movies. <laughs> <laughs> so my first solo movie was Pet Cemetery, nineteen eighty nine. We, we we went down the Stephen King rabbit hole, you guys. Oh yeah, um, Pet Cemetery. It's a lot of fun. Very made for TV like um i i enjoyed aspects of it it's a film i regret watching alone i think it would have been Mm -hmm. better witnessing it for the first time with with a group of friends um but it um it it is a movie that i did enjoy and i could see myself revisiting again so i don't know have you seen pet cemetery oh
1: i think i watched it in like high school yeah I watched it after like watching a watch mojo video <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it was like on Netflix at the time or something. It was something weird. Yeah. I, I remember enjoying it. I definitely liked it more than like any of the newer ones. Yeah. That's too. has some weird stuff in it. That was fun. Mm. But yeah. um, What did I watch? Yeah. So back to that double feature we had, uh, we dun, watched dun, the dun. fog after infinity, but mm. we were on that carpenter kick because yes. Dylan hasn't seen a lot of his movies mm. and the fog is not that great compared to his other movies <laughs> it has its film alone it's all right um yeah there's some bias i think from us because it's filmed around here where we live um shout out west sonoma county it's filmed in like bodega and also in marin county um yep. so it's kind of cool uh but yeah outside of that um the violence just isn't there compared to like previous films that he's done um the kills aren't that inspired the fog is cool, and the monster design is cool, but the story's not that engrossing because of how the, mon- the villains kind of move in it. It was it was a fun, like, piece to watch, but I don't know if I'd ever revisit it. It was just kind of like, oh, I f- inf-, you have this self-inflation that you give this film because of his previous works that you've probably seen before, like, the thing and stuff, and then you watch it, like, oh, this is kind of him, like, finding his... Direction and how he wants to do his horror because it definitely came out before that and it was it was fun but I, yeah I don't know how much I'd want to revisit it. Yeah, that's
0: pretty much how I feel too. I think it, it 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 has a very strong opening and a strong ending. It just really struggles in the middle. And yeah, I it, uh, yeah, I found myself yeah. just just getting kind of lost in the film and not really like following it yeah. much and just kind of been like yeah. Yeah, if
1: it didn't have that ambiance and that like uh that like that environment that it was set in it would just be really boring but it looks yeah. so cool and all the set pieces are great and that's kind of where where the uh where it goes
0: <laughs> yeah definitely worth seeing for for yeah. carpenter quest
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it was his uh second horror second or technically third horror movie after the fall after halloween so oh right, yeah it's his, well, he did halloween someone's watching me and then the fog so
0: oh okay Well, I think my next film what may have been either a directorial debut or at least uh, the first one that I had seen from this director, who we haven't seen much of recently, but we will be soon, and that is It Follows. Whoa! Yeah. I love It Follows. This was a rewatch of the new Second Sight 4K release, which is so good. The sound design in that film and the score just needed that Dolby Atmos boost. And the, the film itself, its it, it was think it was shot digitally perhaps, but it, it looks really good in 4K. Um, if you've never seen It Follows, I really don't want to spoil the film. It is almost 10 years old at this point, but it is just a really cool film about you know, a person who sleeps with someone and then all of a sudden she's being followed by something. That's as simple as it goes. There's a lot more to it than that, but that's mm-hmm. the simple premise. Yeah, and, it's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucas, that was just that's all the review you needed. It's great. Yeah,
1: it's it's great. I like every movie David Robert Mitchell has done. And so I okay, technically I haven't seen his first film. I was gonna say yeah. I was I didn't want
0: to quote it as his first film or his direct tale debut, because I was like, I'm probably wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did a comedy in 2010 that has decent reviews called The Myth of the American Sleepover. But outside of that <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely definitely burst on the scene with It Follows. Uh And then his next movie is really good too in my opinion. But we been looking forward that one to seeing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my movie after the fog was another movie night. Oh boy, I'm I'm way ahead of you <laughs> in a bad way. I watched uh, So this was a pick by Aaron. Shout out yeah. Aaron. Uh he chose based on a YouTuber recommendation uh Toombad which is a Indian horror movie. Um, I think it's based on a legend. Um, and it's set in, like, 1918, around the same time RRR was set. Uh, Tomb Bad is awesome. This movie has some of the best shot dark scenes, because mm. they do, like, the actual dark, but then they do the scenes where they have kind of, like, that old, like, slight lighting that, like, film had, like, back in the 80s, which looks great. Um, and I just thought it was super cool, super cool universe that it kind of sets up and all this um the camera work was great, it was such a very like underrated feeling film uh kind of at the beginning of the third act it kind of falls apart where they do like the big time jump in it uh but I really liked it uh the c g i was decent enough um for what it was, and the special effects were really good actually um uh, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, I know you had a lot of fun with this, yeah. And um, Tombad is probably one of my more favorite horror movies of the later 2010s. Um, and it was just a really good movie from that year, 2018, was when it came out. Uh, but yeah, I, I, insane surprise. Did not expect to watch an Indian horror movie.
0: Yeah, in October. A... Yeah, and it was great. That was definitely a great uh, surprise pick by Aaron that I didn't. Yeah. Even... Like no, it was not. We didn't know it existed. Yeah, none of us really were familiar with it at all, and it ended up being a great blind watch. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I completely agree. It was really. I what I liked
1: the most about it was it didn't.
0: It had. It felt like no other thing I'd ever seen. I couldn't really pinpoint it or compare it to anything in particular.
1: Mm-hmm. It felt yeah. very original, and it's allegories for what I was trying to say, and the me- its message were really great too.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I, here's my first movie night prior to these other two that you are have already discussed. <laughs> uh, my previous movie night was with Aaron. We watched, uh, first we watched The Omen, 1976. Ooh. Aaron had a never seen it. Yeah, he had never seen it before, and that was my second time seeing it. I liked this it. This one's for you. <laughs> yes, the classic line of, uh, look, Damien, it's all for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that movie is um, just a trip. There's some really cool scenes, um, particularly when the priest is being chased down by, like, some kind of spirit. And he gets, like, impaled by this giant spear from the top of a building. <laughs> there's some crazy um, things that happen in this movie. And a really good special effects, and especially later in the film, there's, um, like... Like a, a piece of like glass, sliding glass that comes right at a guy's neck, and you see like the the head bobble off, and like yeah. the, the way they did it was super. That cool. That seems to, great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's a classic. What can I say? There's really no other way of putting it. Um. I do think it needs a good, good old-fashioned restoration. Um. Mm-hmm. It's it's been too long since that film has been has seen a nice tune-up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I have the Blu-ray of it, and it's it's all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so, that was yours. Now it is mine. What did I watch after movie night? Or is it? Oh, second half of that movie night. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> let's see what the second half of Tombad night was.
0: See, I'm about to. I have one more, and then I'm going to skip like four because you've already brought them all up.
1: <laughs> I know what the second half of that movie night was. It was this bad movie. Called Men. Yeah. 2022's Men is bad. It is (laughs) dumb. It is like you write a message on a stick and you beat someone to death with it to get let them get the message. That's the movie. I didn't care for how they told it. I just thought it was really annoying after the first 30 minutes, 20 minutes maybe, where it was really cool and setting up this like all this cool like stuff. Oh well. And then it's just like, oh yeah. Hey, guess what? Um, You know, men are horrible and they abuse women and they try to take over their bodies, you know, have all this stuff over them. But instead of telling that message creatively, we're just going to have it happen over and over again in uh, different variations and then just come up with the weirdest symbolism for evil begets evil of men not changing their ways towards women and how they control themselves in societal ways and how they treat women. And we're just going to evil begets evil by having ourselves give birth to ourselves and i was like whatever i'm spoiling this movie it
0: sucks
1: (laughs) i was so mad i was like this is exactly what i i kind of expected this to be but worse and i had no fun with it and i hated it but it was really good cinematography and um setting the tunnel scene is so dope and the sound design is incredible but uh all technical aspects go to the trash when there is nothing to speak for in the written department. Yep. And much um, a... Alex Garland, you, you failed me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much a movie where you should, you should put it on in the background for like 30 minutes and then you can just turn it off. Um, yeah. I think I really enjoy everything about the, the beginning and the opening. But then it goes completely off the rails, and yep, and didn't, didn't, didn't like that.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> such a like a, a you know a message that you can tell in such an interesting way. You can do this in a really good way, and it just feels so lazy or you was trying to do something weird with it, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, and like I've watched films that have like a similar theme, and I really like them, and it, this one just didn't do it at all. It just felt so lazy at points. Um, wow. Like the fucking origin of evil where she like shows up to her rental house and she sees an apple and she picks it up and bites it. Oh, Adam and Eve. Wow, Alex Garland. <laughs> wow. I right. don't care. You make me mad.
0: Well, Lucas and I could probably spend a whole episode talking about our disappointment in men, but yeah, I will attempt to speed run the rest of my picks here. Yeah, I don't have uh, that many either. <laughs> The Orphanage, El Orfanato, two thousand seven. It's good. It is a good film. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a really interesting mystery. Highly recommend that one. Um, Mm -hmm. I would check it out. It's kind of a Guillermo del Toro vibe. Mm That's all. That's all I have to say about that.
1: Now my turn. Yeah. The reason I watched Friday the Thirteenth Part Five is so I could watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Six jason lives it's um i, I had fun with it uh, people say it's some of the it's the best one of the better uh Friday the 13th i think it's really good it feels like a shot like a tv movie at points though the lighting is very like goose bumpy in uh. a not not mean way but like in a like okay this doesn't feel like as creepy mm-hmm. um it's good. It's like the only Friday the 13th with children in it, which is kind of funny. Actual campers. Because um, the first three Friday the ths if you didn't know, take all place in the same weekend. Um, hmm. But yeah, uh, this one is, it's good. It's fun. Um, it has nice night lighting. I like that when they have good night lighting. Uh, the intro is freaking sick um, with like a lightning rod shocking Jason in the grave. So dope. Uh, watch it if you want to watch one of the better ones, and you don't really need to watch the other ones. But I would recommend watching four before, because four is another. It's, in my opinion, my favorite Friday Thirteenth, and it's the one that's in like the same trilogy as this. So yeah, I liked that one. Very good.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, one film was one of the more, one of the most, if not the most surprising film on my list in terms of how much I liked it. Children of the Corn, nineteen eighty four. I think this film gets a kind of a bad rap. I don't. Yeah, because I, of the I,
1: franchise I, being so bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't think this first film was all that good, and I can kind of see like some of their points, but I honestly think it's it's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. stop being so mean. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It, I I'm really looking forward to introducing to people to it. Um, I mm-hmm. I don't know. It does have some, you know, like like I don't know, pacing issues in some instances, but. Mm-hmm. There's so much to like about it, and that's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: Yeah. Speaking of movies from franchises that get a bad rap, uh, Halloween 3 is like the second best Halloween movie hot take. Halloween 3 is dope. Just because it has a Halloween name doesn't mean that it makes a movie bad because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. It is so cool. It's set in Northern California, already a plus. But the coolest parts is just how creepy it is, and like you're getting this mystery. It has a dope ending. And I just gets overhated because people think that they were gonna get this one movie and they didn't get it, and then they're sit here watching this creepy, weird mask murder mystery with like this stuff. It feels like like a really good creep show episode, or like something like that. Like it feels like it's a really good part of an anthology series, which is what it was supposed to be. That's what they tried to do with Halloween, but they didn't they realized that they're trying to do that after two movies. Which they should have done it a movie earlier. So people kind of got that expectation. And so I just, I just really like this movie. It's ambiance is great. One of the best scores of Carpenter's career in a horror sense. I'll say one of his best horror scores because his scores are so great. Um, um, but yeah, uh, it's just so fun. I had so much fun with it. I wasn't expecting anything and it was so dope. Uh, so yeah, watch Halloween three as
0: its own movie. One day I will watch it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> well, I own it now in Voodoo. Ooh,
0: well, one of my favorite horror films of all time, Carrie, nineteen seventy six. Rewatch that gorgeous four K restoration. Mm-hmm. Just so impactful. The buildup of the final scene, the music, the like the way everything is done. I just adore this film. It's yeah. my favorite Stephen King adaptation. It's my favorite Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. I've, only read, I've only read like three,
1: maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's, uh, it's just a great film. It's a, yeah. another film that I want to show everyone that I know.
1: So. Yeah, I, I love that film. I had to watch it in college. I rewatched it in college for this assignment. And I wrote a whole thing about how it, Carrie as a martyr and Carrie, because her mother makes her pray to, the martyrdom of Saint Sebastian instead of actually a photo of Christ in the closet, and I use that for like the whole base of this essay. And I just love this film too; it's great. Watch it if you have not. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent.
1: After that, for me, 30. is a movie that you saw as well. Ooh. FNAF! Friday. I'm joking. Why did I say Friday? Hey, I can, Friday so I can cheat. I can cheat and say I watched at that. Freddy's. Yeah, he saw it in November, but you can cheat and say you watched it. So, Five Nights at Freddy's. I would say though this doesn't really pertain to him if you are a fan of it if you like it's very much made for the fans but you might go into it and like it if you didn't it's very much like kind of made for kids and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek at points but there's so many fun parts i love josh hutcherson i met uh matthew lillard two weeks after he got announced for this and got to talk to him about the role it just like everything came together for me to love this film i love josh hutcherson in like weird horror movies like he was in detention one of my favorite movies of all time and um this is just this was just fun and great, and it did it in an interesting way. Um, and it chose a different type of s- version of the source material to do how it was doing, and I just liked it, and I had fun with it, and that's all you want from this movie. I had a good crowd; it was a rowdy crowd, but it was good. They weren't too uh, annoying, and they were just a bunch of fans on opening night, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoyed Five Nights at Pretties. It, I I can see um certain aspects like i can see both sides of the argument of why some people really don't like it, and some people like it a lot Mm -hmm. um but i just for what i wanted out of it i really i was really happy with the results and i i don't i think it's just a fun campy horror film it doesn't doesn't need to be like the scariest movie i'm i'm over that i'm 32 i don't need like i don't need to be scared shitless you know like it it was really just a fun time yeah uh let's see. Well, oh, another maybe the most disappointing, perhaps the most disappointing movie experience. Uh especially because this was a group watch and none of us were that big on it. And that was The Night House, which I watched oh, with okay. which I watched with Aaron, Omar, and Jafe. And we all were kind of meh. Yeah. It just I had heard so many good things about this film. I put, it was a 2020 film. I put off watching it for three years and, um, I don't know. I think I just had thought it was going to be something much better, different. It was very serious and I don't know. It just didn't come together how I wish it would have. So. All, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I
1: still <laughs> haven't seen it, and Darren thought it was okay, so I didn't move it up my list, and you didn't like it, and Omar didn't like it, so that's pretty much yeah. my garner from it. Um, and then, I like the aspects wa- of it. Yeah. And then finally, I watched the third Saturday in October, part Ooh. one. Um, <laughs> that has a really well-done intro. It just feels like you're watching a 70s movie. Then the rest of it happens, um, and it's like, all right, it's fun. Uh good kills, fun villain. Um, it's just a stereotypical slasher that's paying homage to the seventies. But it was, uh, it was great. I had fun with it.
0: Nice. I have four more, so I will.
1: Oh boy, quick fire! I
0: will breeze through these. I Married a Monster from Outer Space, <laughs> nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah. So this film was a uh, recommendation uh, because it was a film that my cousin, who I met this year. Uh, saw in theaters when he was a kid, and it scared him dearly. Made a hell of a huge impact. Uh, so I was very curious about it. it has some really cool special effects for the time. Very like, uh, well, sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. there are definitely some dated issues about the film, but it was enjoyable watching them. The last another film I watched with my girlfriend, and we both just had a good time with it. Nice. Um, one that you could touch on. Actually, all three of these you could probably touch on.
1: Megan! Megan! Megan. Megan! Megan! It's fine. <laughs> it's not really a horror movie that much. Uh, the unrated version is definitely the way to watch it.
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen the unrated, definitely check it out. I was... I liked it way more because it felt like that should have been the actual cut of the movie. mm um, I think it was. I pretty much liked it just as much as I did in theaters. Um, It's just Mm -hmm. a fun watch. It's an easy watch. It's a Blumhouse film. It's got that like vein of like a um, Happy Death Day. It's just a fun movie. Like Mm -hmm. no more. It's 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 an easy digestible popcorn horror esque film. And then let's see another good one that you can definitely touch on: Psycho Goreman,
1: PG for short. Psycho Goreman.
0: We did that. That's uh, great. Showed that to that and Megan to Aaron, the same movie night. Yeah, Sack is just a great film. There's, It's just a great movie. Um, It's extremely low budget. Red Letter Media is in it. Oh, yeah.
1: One of the guys. Okay. He's the like, trash can robot. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, so it, it's just a really fun movie. Um, Really charming characters, charming story, and it goes completely off the rails. In its concept, and it's it's it is a must-watch horror comedy. Probably my favorite of, of the of the 2020s, actually. Mm. You know, because it we haven't really had uh, that many really good horror comedies, yeah. In, so far, comedies in, in general, probably one of the
1: best comedies.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then last but not least, an all-time classic. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Ryan. Ha. More of a Halloween movie, of course. Um, yeah, it's my annual watch. My mom and I watched it every single year. I had mm-hmm. to watch it again. It's and great. It's my favorite of so the fun. Charlie Brown specials. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, just the scene of them getting trick or treats and Charlie Brown saying, I got a rock every time. Yeah. It kills me huh. every time. Yeah. So, and that is how I spent the last day of October.
1: Wonderful. Yes. But, um,
0: we went think, way
1: over our normal time. We went and, way over it, but I think for reasons. So if you stayed, out, yes, we're at we're at about almost a feature length film.
0: <laughs> yes, did we? so that means that means we'll have a shorter November discussion because we yeah. didn't watch as many movies.
1: <laughs> I have watched almost as much, but also we did watch some that like are pretty easy to talk about.
0: True that. We can skip Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode Um, we are going to try to put out some more episodes for you guys since we took a little break but yeah we'll do um, a November
1: review that will also feature some current films that have come out Uh, teaser Thanksgiving I think that's actually the only one that we both have seen (laughs) so yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but yeah
0: and uh, we'll talk about um of Killers of Fireman. Yes. There's a couple of movies we definitely uh can talk about in mm-hmm. more in depth too. And as we get closer to the the holidays here, more more and more big movies coming out, award season picks, there's a lot going on. Um, yes. so stay tuned for some more episodes.
1: Thank you for tuning in.
0: Yes. Well, anything else you'd like to say, Lucas, before we wrap this no. up?
1: um just uh look forward to november discussion
0: yeah well look forward to november discussion probably in december Woo-hoo. yeah yeah no, be coming out soon. well
1: it won't be three months it won't be three months yeah i will put money on that
0: yeah all right well thank you all for watching this has been another episode of mile a minute movie talk booyah